Welcome to The Things We Say. I'm Sheldon. And I'm Nate. This is a topical podcast where the topics are chosen at random. Sometimes they will be profound, and sometimes they will be stupid. But no matter what, we have a lot to say about them. We are known for the things we do. We become the things we think. We live the things we believe. These are the things we say. back on the things we say i'm sheldon and i'm nate uh today we have a little bit different podcast for you um (laughs) last time we went back and talked about our reading through the bible in 30 days yes and since then we've done some marginal research yes (laughs) yes marginal is the key word of that so today like one of the things that we will do from time to time is we'll be like where is blah 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 now or (laughs) whatever happened to yes something that used to be the hottest thing so we decided to put a collection of those together yes that's what we have that is what we have for you today 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 whatever day this is that you're listening to this so by the the way Sheldon and I taught a class today and we sat down beside each other and I looked over at him and I thought to myself we match today and we did I don't, we don't now. Now I'm wearing a Batman t-shirt, but I didn't today. I had a, a army green thermal shirt on. You know and, what? You did. Yeah. And uh, as, as it should be, Sheldon is rocking a, a army green Ventrac shirt yeah. representing as he should. And we sat there beside each other and I thought to myself, huh, we match. The greatest tractor YouTube channel out there is Ventrac. Is Ventrac. I believe yeah. it. I need uh, to check it out just for the entertainment yeah. value. It is exceptional. <laughs> so sort the movies by most or the videos by most watched and they're pretty good. Interesting. There's one on there about the California fires that is especially good. Huh. And how, how stuff you was should used during the California fires, which is great. Because they were mostly happening because of people's inability to cut back brush because of environmental well, it, we didn't we didn't say all of that. What we did say <laughs> was that there, I'm saying there that. was a guy who lived on a hill, yes. and since he used the brush hog to clear all the brush away from his hill, his house didn't burn didn't, down. His house didn't burn down. It was one of the factors. Isn't that funny how that works? Hmm. If there's not dry things to burn, stuff doesn't burn. It, it's almost like fire needs three things. Yeah, I know, right? Oxygen, heat, and fuel. 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 Weird. Huh. Okay. All right. Um, Moving on. But I digress. Yes. Did you know? Oh, give it up. That the FBI. Oh, no. In all of its glory and effort and pomp and circumstance uh. has not yet recovered Nancy Pelosi's laptop. <laughs> <laughs> it almost makes you wonder if it was actually taken in the first place. <laughs> but did you know that the lady who had her... <laughs> reputation dragged across the national media for stealing Pelosi's laptop. A, claims to not have it. Yes. B, has not had it recovered from her. Yes. And has been under investigation. didn't try to sell something she does not have and hasn't been proven to have to the Russians. The only source for this information came from an ex-boyfriend. Yep. Who was an abusive ex-boyfriend. And the FBI not only investigated this, they plastered her 
name across all the media platforms and everything else. Yep. And if she had actually had the laptop, she would have been tried and sentenced and be doing 15 years in whatever penitentiary right now. At least. Oh, yeah. 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 <sighs> I have so We might many. leave that one alone. Yeah, I will. <laughs> but I, could I just so wanted you things. to know it hasn't been recovered. Because we all thought, surely by now, <laughs> with all their cameras and their videos and their probably one of the most documented things that's ever taken place. Yes. Yeah. So where are they now? Nancy's Pelosi's laptop? <laughs> Nobody knows. Nobody knows. And Nancy didn't know how to use it anyway, so it was okay. fine. It wasn't her laptop. Yeah, she, it was just used for posting PowerPoints. Well, again, that's, that's one of the things. If you're getting into the deep philosophical things of this i think it's funny because one of the biggest things that people talked about during that the whole january 6th thing was like this is the people's house i'm like yeah and the people whose tax dollars paid for it and maintain it just came into it like oh, it's, it's a weird it's a weird thing like is is nancy pelosi's laptop her laptop or is that the people's laptop because the tax dollars of the people pay for that thing to be hers do you know who i did, don't know who did the guy with the horns sitting oh, in man, the senate yes. chamber yeah you know who did that before he did that who did that before him joe biden wait what joe biden claimed that he was arrested for going into the senate chamber when he was in college Wandered in, walked into the Capitol, wandered in, sat down in the speaker's chair of, of the Senate chamber. Really? Got grabbed by the back of the neck and arrested. He claimed this on a like late night talk show of some kind. I was just watching it this week. Recently? Well, no, it wasn't no, recently. No. They don't let he him was, do public appearances. No, no, no. no, it was not. It wasn't since he was vice president. Yeah. It was from several years ago. Yeah. Like, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, did you know? <laughs> there you go. <sighs> so, anyway, we will leave. We will move on. Moving on to new topics. Otherwise, this podcast is going to be about something we don't intend for it to be about. Okay. We're just going to move on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to uh, some things that we may or may not remember. And I'm going to so, go, I'm going to let Sheldon go first because he has more than I do. Yeah. So, do you guys remember Coney 2012? <laughs> Joseph Coney? Yes. What do you think the over-under is on him actually being alive? Like, <laughs> well, I'd like to know what the over-under is on people still actually caring whether or not so he's alive. So, it was the biggest thing. Coney 2012, he was a Ugandan insurgent, and basically he was known for kidnapping children and forcing them to be in his military and whatever yes and it became a thing that he had a bunch of child soldiers and everybody started a coney 2012 hashtag and it was basically like bring back our girls yes. and like he had he was being accused of massive amounts of rape and other terrible things yeah anyway so basically the whole entire world came crashing down on him and was supposed to capture him yeah basically or take him out of power not only is he alive we don't know where he is yeah yeah and honestly i if i remember correctly i did a little research into it when it was actually happening because i thought to myself something about this tastes a little fishy to me 
and it's not fish. So let's figure out what this is. And if memory serves, he was already not operating in the region that everything was claiming he was operating when that whole thing happened. Like it was like a 10 year, not 10 year old, but it was like years old and it was just hitting the West in terms of, if I remember correctly. In 2008, his LRA was designated uh, by executive order from the State Department declared him a specially designated global terrorist. Yes. In 2008, uh, George W. Bush signed the directive. And, and then in May 2010, President Barack Obama signed into law the Lord's Resistant Army Disarmament and Northern Uganda Recovery Act aimed at stopping Kony and the LRA. Yes. It passed unanimously. And that was 2010. In 2011, Obama authorized 100 combat-equipped U.S. troops to Central Africa. Yes. That were basically a special forces group to go in and take take him out. Um, on April 3rd of 2013, so three years later, the Obama administration offered rewards of up to $5 million for information leading to his arrest or the conviction of Coney. And... They deployed all kinds of uh, planes and whatever. Yeah. So then they made a documentary about him. Yep. And that was it. Yep. All your hashtags basically didn't do anything necessarily. Joseph Coney 2012. Yeah, there was a 30-minute documentary. That's what it was about. Yeah. Coney 2012. But anyway, yeah. he in April... Of 27 by by 2017 he was oh where was that as of 2017 coney is still at large but his force was reported to have shrunk to approximately 100 soldiers down from an estimated high of 3000 yeah and the, both the united states and uganda have ended the hunt for coney and the lra believing that the lra was no longer a significant security risk to uganda so he basically just got small enough that he's not a problem and has disappeared into yes. the ether. It, yeah. And again, it just shows you the power of something viral, both in its reality and its fiction. <laughs> because I don't know anything about this man. I, I understand what has been said. I understand the narrative that has been set. I'm not saying any of it's true or not true, but we literally don't know anything and we no longer care because it's not the hashtag of the moment. And we stopped caring. And that, to me, shows everything that is horrible and horrifying about things going viral. Because people really, make supporting decisions based on no information whatsoever. Well, he claims to be a Christian and insists that him and the LRA are fighting for the Ten Commandments. Which is always a terrifying prospect <laughs> when you hear language like that from somebody. But he tells his child soldiers that a cross drawn on their chest in oil will protect them from bullets. Yeah. Nope. Not sure how bullets work. No. But <laughs> no. It's not the thing. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I remember that guy. But apparently nobody else does and it doesn't matter anymore. Because yeah. He really mixes in a lot of weird Bible stuff. Yeah. Well, they usually do. A former LRA officer who defected says that Coney has found Bible justifications for killing witches for killing those who farm or eat pigs because of the story of the Gadarene swine yeah. and for killing other people because God did the same with Noah's flood and Sodom and Gomorrah. 
You could mm. say he has a loose grasp on some Bible stories. Very loose. <laughs> loose. Yeah, very loose. So, yes, Coney, Coney 2012, all of your efforts, he's still alive. He's still alive. Know. But not relevant anymore, apparently. And that's what matters, I guess. He's just chilling. Just chilling somewhere, hanging out with his 100 dudes. So that's where Coney's at. Oh, man. But, yeah, whatever happened to that guy? Um, now, see, here's the thing with mine, the ones that I have picked. They are things that supposedly have some answers, not answers that I am satisfied with, at least two of them. Yeah, that that's the same with Coney. That was, there was an answer there, but yes. I wasn't totally satisfied yes. with the outcome. Um, the first thing that I have jumped on and that I thought about the instant we started talking about this was Balloon Boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which, again, if anybody remembers, this was a kid who supposedly got caught in his dad's weather experiment balloon, went hiding in it, got inside the thing, and floated up into the air. And there was a very odd video of his dad raging and kicking chairs while it was happening. It was really weird. And this kid's, you know, they get out the National Guard. There's Didn't they play the 911 call Yeah, and they're, doing, and they're doing all kinds of things, trying to figure out how do we get this kid down because he's going to die when this balloon crashes, yada, yada, yada. As it turns out, the kid was asleep in the family's garage, Never was in the balloon. Or attic or something. Or attic or yeah. something like that. Yeah, I forget. I, th- I want to say it was the... But it ended up being a hoax, of course, once it was all said and done. They were they were on Larry King. Like, they did all kinds of things. They were interviewed by all kinds of news organizations, and there were odd things going on. And I'm pretty sure the parents went to prison at some point. But, like, whatever happened to this story? It was, like, national news, and it was a huge deal. We were first really concerned about Balloon Boy, and then you find out he wasn't actually there, which everybody was relieved. Like, oh, he was just here, and the family didn't actually know that he wasn't in there. But then it ended up being this whole very intentional, weird hoax. But the the scary thing about that is the media made all of this way, way worse. Way worse. Than it should have been, because what happened was... The one kid, when the balloon took off, the one supposedly, according to the family story, when that balloon took off, the one kid told his dad that the youngest kid was in the balloon. Yeah. He's like, he was in there. He was in there. You have to bring it back. And it's gone. Yeah. They try to get it back, but it's it leaves and yeah. it's gone. And they don't see him anywhere and they're panicking. So they end up calling 911 or whatever. There's a 911 call. And then they go on this chase for the balloon and it comes down and he's not in there actually. And they go back and he was crawled away or it's, or sleeping. Yeah. Okay. In the attic. And yes. Then, I'm looking at it now. He was the in the thing, attic. The thing was they went on these interviews and what got them in trouble was that he says, dad said to crawl up there into the attic for the show. Yeah. Okay. And so then they're like, wait, did the family plan all this just for, you know, like publicity publicity or or whatever? Yeah. Stunt. They actually just set this up. And how awful are these parents using their kids in some sort of setup type thing? Yeah. Turns out the reason the kid and that's what launched the whole investigation into them and whether or not they should have their kids and whether this guy was unstable and like trying to get publicity and everything. But that statement by the young kid on an interview, they actually to get footage of him sleeping in the attic, had him redo it, reshoot it, crawl up into the attic, act like he was sleeping 
for the show where whatever 2020 or whoever this was goes up there with their TV cameras, you know, so you can, when they're telling the story, they have the visual of the kid in the attic. Right. Right. And so he did reenact it for the cameras. So when he's being interviewed, he's like, yeah, basically dad told me to go up there for the show. Yeah. And people were like, Whoa, this is a bombshell. And I'm like, no, it's a kid making an off the cuff comment. And it launched this entire investigation. And I don't know. There's a lot of weird things. But to be honest, if you had the whole weight of the national media looking in on a given family situation where mom and dad freaked out a little bit and panicked, uh, there's there's not a lot of good that happens. It's not people's best moments. Yeah. And... and it's it's interesting too because I'm reading a little bit of the 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 since then stuff, and you know the the sheriff uh, of the county basically said, yeah, this is a this is a hoax, and the parents are going to face some charges, and then they ple- pled guilty, but they but the the father pled guilty to attempting to influence a public servant, that was what he pled guilty to, and was sentenced to uh, 90 days days in jail, thirty six thousand dollar fine, and his wife was sentenced to 20 days of weekend jail doesn't appear that the children were taken from taken from them and then in december of last year so december of 2020 uh the governor of colorado pardoned them huh even after they had served all of their sentences and done all their things so again it was it you you come out with this big huge hoax and then you stop hearing about it altogether that to me is the suspicious part like who who stepped in what here that we're not learning more about this yeah. that, because you would think we know about balloon boy we know that we think it was a hoax and then that was it like that we, was didn't, we didn't hear about it told. anymore in the media yeah and so again it's it makes me look at it and go like did you guys did you as the media did you guys step in it here and that's why we're not hearing about this anymore because you guys screwed the pooch somehow and here we are it's funny when stuff gets dropped like a rock yes and those all three of mine are dropped like a rock situations that that have bothered me to this day but again apparently they're all completely out and uh have been pardoned and all kinds of things there you go yeah sorry my phone was ringing you're fine um let's see here mine was you had asked me where is jelaine maxwell yes so if you guys have ever watched the epstein documentary which i could only watch so much of it Mm -hmm. i i couldn't actually watch all of it it was one of those things that it just got to a certain point and i couldn't watch it anymore um because clearly what they did was not good but jelaine maxwell was basically jeffrey epstein's right-hand person to go in and get these girls to do what he did with all the girls in the island and everything else she was a socialite but she was always connected with him and basically assisted him in everything and then he suicided himself apparently Um, he he was suicided he died in prison he died in prison that we can say conclusively (laughs) he died in prison yes and people were like okay so jelaine maxwell is in prison waiting for trial yes and and uh you were like so whatever happened to her are we gonna have a trial are we gonna hear anything is anything gonna come out yes and 
I, I guess we're going to have a trial as far as I can tell. I couldn't find exactly when the date is going to be set, yeah. but she is in prison. And as far as I can tell, what has been happening is that she's a been, cl- been complaining about the food, which one of my friends that I was talking to recently who has been in prison says the worst thing about prison is the food. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't know how they can make bread and butter taste awful. <laughs> but it is bad anyway so after living a life of luxury most of her life she is really complaining about the food yeah and they weren't microwaving it which i guess was a big deal and then they've been microwaving it but some parts are still frozen and she's not happy about that so she's kind of wasting away because she hates the food and isn't eating a whole lot and complaining about that the other thing her lawyers are really complaining about is that she is not being kept with another prisoner so she's basically in a cell by herself but it it's where they can shine a light in her cell so they will every hour on the hour shine a light at the top of her cell with flashlights to make sure nothing's connected to the ceiling yeah because they're worried about her harming herself right no kidding yeah so um they're saying that it's sleep deprivation and that she's losing it in prison basically and see last i'd heard she was being moved constantly and now yeah. that was with that was with I don't know if that's changed, you know, with she's with, in federal prison. Yeah. But last I knew she was literally being moved state to state, like to different places, different locations. And again, the whole Epstein thing vo- involves a lot of people in power. Yes. And honestly, more people currently in power than it did in previous administration. Oh, I and, mean, there's people that, from both sides. There is people. There are people from both sides. But I'm just saying, that makes me all the more curious now. What will happen to her moving forward? Um, because there are there are weird there are weird ties there to you know particularly the Clintons and uh, and a lot of a lot of interesting stuff there. But yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if we'll, that one will ever see the light of day one way or the other ever again they have searched her 1400 times since july 6 mm. when she was incarcerated huh. that's a lot of times that's a lot of times to be searched for contraband i and, suppose and what is probably a fairly extensive search <laughs> mrs maxwell's food either does not defrost or the food or the food disintegrate or defrost the Oh, either does not defrost the food or disintegrates it and melts the plastic container, <laughs> rendering the food inedible. What a weird complaint. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. While guards finally acknowledged the serious problems with the food, they continued to microwave her food, rendering the food inedible and dangerous <laughs> for consumption, leaving her with no meal and no replacement. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, that's weird. That's really weird. <laughs> gosh, that's where Jelaine Maxwell is. Apparently. Yeah. Somewhere. <laughs> oh, man. I, I would love to hear her testimony in open court. I think <sighs> I think we need to hear. It's not going to happen. But we we needed to put Jeffrey Epstein on the stand. We have to put her on the stand. I, under oath I don't disagree. Ask her tons of questions. But the, the reality. Wouldn't this be the one person we should be asking questions? There, there are A two... literal child trafficker? I'm telling you, it's the you're gonna get the same thing with her that you keep getting with all the Kennedy information that keeps getting punted by every administration. It's because there are still people that have clout and power that are connected to these things, or they're not dead enough 
for these things to come out. And so, no, I think I think it will be a while before you hear any real solid anything about what we've learned from her because there's too many people who it would currently harm. Once they're gone, maybe we'll hear these things, but not now. Yeah. Politics Which is, is politics sad. is a gross business. It is a gross, dirty business. Ugh. All right. Here's one. Whatever happened with the Notre Dame fire? Oh. 2019, the world was shocked as we literally live watched Notre Dame Cathedral and its spire burn to the ground. The whole facility did not burn to the ground, but it got burned out. It got gutted. And though we have been told that it was a accident during restoration that caused the fire, first of all, that building has been restored hundreds, if not thousands of times over its life and never had anything like this happen. And secondly, there was a scourge of burning of churches during that season in France happening fairly regularly. Not always big ones, not always ones that were prominent, but immediately, very quickly, jumped on the narrative of, yes, Notre Dame was burned in an accident, that was what caused it, and we just stopped hearing about it altogether. Again, the world is shocked by it. It was a, it was a we interrupt your current programming to bring you yes. type situation. And within not even a week, we were not talking about it anymore. Now, to me... That tells me that there was something more going on there that they did not want to talk about. And I'm not going to even go into what I believe that was because that can get tricky. But again, this was not in a a vacuum situation. There had been multiple church burnings up to that point, specifically of Catholic churches. Yeah. And culminating in Notre Dame. And the fact that it's one of the most iconic churches in the world... Yeah, Ju- not just from the place itself, and because it's a a a Catholic church, but just you know from things like the Hunchback of Notre Dame, like it was a it is a cultural icon and character in and of itself, and it burns, and we just stop talking about it as soon as it gets a little there, sketchy. There was just recently another cathedral that was being torn down. Let me see what that was. No. Oh man, this Google is failing me right now. <laughs> but while I'm getting is Notre Dame. But there was another cathedral that I was just watching being torn down this week, where they were using a big old bucket and smashing through it and tearing it down. Um, not sure why it may have been condemned, something else. Uh, but yeah, Notre Dame fire 2019. Yeah. Yeah. A structure fire broke out beneath the roof. So, I, I guess define beneath the roof. Yeah, that's a lot of. There's a lot of area beneath the roof. Many works of art and religious relics were moved to safety in the emergency. Some places I was reading with that fire that those relics had been moved the day before. Yeah, but I haven't seen anything yeah, I can't, to corroborate I can't remember, that. I can't remember if it was that or if there was literally a priest who 
who grabbed them when when things started to go sideways and and took them out. But the thing here's the thing here's the thing that's weird to me. All right, I'm just gonna say it. I'm just gonna say it. There was a lot of suspicion that this had something to do with with a lot of the um, refugees that had been let into Paris during that time, specifically of of uh, of Islamic extremist type mentality. Again, not throwing Muslims in general under the bus or Islam in general under the bus, but a specific faction of that. Uh, there was a lot of suspicion that there were, that that was where these burnings were coming from. So the 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 fire took place on December fifteenth. I'm sorry, April fifteenth of twenty nineteen. By April sixteenth, the Paris prosecutor said there was no evidence that it was a de- deliberate act. Hmm. The next day, and they jumped on that, and that was it. Nope, nope, not deliberate, not deliberate, nothing to see. Here. I mean, it was a it was a classic nothing to see here moment, which makes me far more suspicious of it. Again, I'm not saying it was anybody. It may have been an accident, but it went away too quickly and too conveniently without any talk about it. And then it just faded into the background. Okay, this is interesting. France's cathedrals have been owned by the state since 1905 yep. and are not privately insured. Yeah. The Heritage Conservation Organization estimated that the damage in the hundreds of millions of euros, but losses from the fire are not expected to substantially impact the private insurance industry. That's very interesting. Uh, On April 15, 2020, Germany offered to restore some of the large celestatory, I can't read that, (laughs) windows located far above eye level with three expert tradesmen who specialize in rebuilding cathedrals. The Germany's commissioner for culture was quoted as saying her country would shoulder the cost. As of the 30th of November, all of the tangled scaffolding was removed from the spire area. It is no longer a threat to the building. So it seems like they are still going forward with the restoration. Uh, there was over a billion dollars that have been pledged for yeah. its restoration. Again, because it's, billion a, it's, euros. An, it's an icon. Yeah. But that's the thing. Investigators in 2019, invest- 80 million, 80 million euros had been collected. Yeah. But in on April 25th was the soonest that the structure was considered safe enough for the entry of investigators. The prosecutor came forward the next day to say that it was not it it clearly was an accident. Investigators weren't let in until 10 days later. Yeah. Like again, this is there it's weird and I don't know what and we stopped talking about it. We completely stopped talking about it. We stopped talking about the cause. Nobody has still said this is what started it or this is how we think it started. One thing I don't no. know enough about is fire investigation and whether or not that's an, exact an art science. or a science. Either way, to make a determination the next day when investigators have not even gotten access. Yeah, you should s- at least let the fire investigators. Yes, which tells me that there was a there was a narrative to keep and they wanted to fight whatever that may or may not have been. Again, I'm not saying... I'm not saying anything other than this is super weird and they really they really just stopped talking about it which makes me suspicious of what actually happened. Yeah. I'm glad it's being rebuilt. I think Yeah, that's me too. Really good. Me too. I think that's I important. I was a little worried that it would have survived Hitler and then not survived <laughs> yeah, how about that? construction. How about that? <laughs> and and holy wars and everything else. I mean, it's like 850 years old or yeah. something isn't it yeah it's it's yeah it's been there for a long time yeah that's pretty crazy i 
I did not remember. Yeah, but we just got was at. we got no answers on that at all. Okay, not at all. Do you remember Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding? Of course, and the skating thing and oh, of all course. of that. Yeah. Okay. I I don't think you would be surprised to learn that Tanya Harding's net worth is not very much at all. <laughs> Even after like Dancing with the Stars yes. and things like that, she's not worth a whole lot. Oh yes. By most estimates, Nancy Kerrigan is worth about eight million dollars. Yeah, that or that, so. Like yeah. she's endorsements and whatnot. Yeah, yeah she's done surprising. okay. Of those two families, if you had to choose, uh, which one do you think the brother was accused of killing the father of which of these girls? The Hardings or the Kerrigans? So I'm guessing by the leading nature of your question that Nancy Kerrigan's brother was accused of killing her father. Correct. Really? Yes, this sounds like a Tanya Harding family yeah, situation. Yeah, it does. Because when you watch those documentaries, you're like... Did she even know her dad? I don't know. I don't I, know it, either. It, I, yeah, it's complex. Yes. But so anyway, like, don't want to rabbit trail you yeah. there. Anyway, in 2010, Kerrigan's father died outside her family home in Boston. Her brother, Mark Kerrigan, was arrested and tried for manslaughter because there was a physical altercation between the father and the son directly before the death interesting the charges of manslaughter were dropped but mark kerrigan was found guilty of assault and battery and was set to serve a two and a half year sentence before being released early in 2012 so basically nancy kerrigan's brother got into a fight with her father which resulted in him dying outside the home yes Wow. Not only did I not know what happened here, I didn't even know this was a thing. No. I had never heard of this at all. I know. But again, <laughs> Nancy Kerrigan is was a media darling before and especially after the whole Tanya Harding thing. But then after the Tanya Harding thing, she she goes to Disney and said something some snide remark about this was the like one of the dumbest things that she ever had to be a part of or something like that <laughs> something to that effect and people were like that's really cold <laughs> like it was like not in, like she had made a couple remarks yeah. that were not in the frame of her being a darling and so all of a sudden people were like is she kind of uh like catty <laughs> unpleasant kind of, like not a pleasant person oh, man. but anyway there was some of that floating around i have no reason to say that she is or was an yeah. unpleasant person well, do you know her brother's kind of sketchy though well, I, will, <laughs> I will say though that any olympic athlete is a has a special kind of psychosis that pushes them to do what they're doing one way or the other right so the driven nature of people that are in those kind of competitive fields and especially ones like figure skating or gymnastics where there are physical attributes and things that are also judged aside from your performance the pressure of that is enormous and it takes a special kind of head case to be a solo skater right and compete at that level so yeah i mean she's gonna have to be somewhat of a um hard-nosed type personality just to survive and here that. it was uh the two things that that uh kind of got her in trouble 
she made a com she made a comment about her gold winning opponent when she won silver. She objected to waiting for the medal ceremony when someone told her it was because the Ukrainian skater had to get her makeup fixed. She appeared more callous than her sweetheart image predicted. <laughs> After the Olympics, Kerrigan was also recorded at Disney Parade complaining that the event was the corniest thing she had ever done, <laughs> which added to the tarnishing of her reputation. All these people that are like, what are you going to do now? I'm going to go to Disney. Nancy Kerrigan goes to Disney. This is the corniest thing I've ever done. <laughs> I mean, for anybody who's actually seen a Disney parade, it's not, not exactly untrue, you know? It's not exactly untrue. If I were in a Disney parade dressed as Darth Vader, I would still think it's the corniest yeah. thing I've ever done. Disney does have, I mean, you know, they have Darth Vader and Stormtroopers do a dance at their whole yeah. thing, and it's bad. <sighs> Disney has become a and destroyer of worlds. Especially now in Mask World, like, you can't walk up to any of the characters. They're all kind of, like, walking up on yeah, platforms. elevated like, and away uh, from the peasants. Not directly with the people. Yes. And it doesn't stop people from flocking to Disney, though. No, no. Especially now because, like, oh, nobody's there. Let's go. <laughs> there, spoiler alert. There's tons, tons of people there. Tons of people there, there. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Disney. <laughs> they ruin a lot of things. Oh my, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> I, I vote for you to do two right now because I've only got one oh, left. Oh, two. I don't know. I'm trying to think if I have another one. Oh, that's fine. Let me, if you let don't, me quickly I've, look. My last one's a big one, so my last one is not a uh, um, is not lighthearted at all. <laughs> so, one thing I did not know, I I went back to find out what happened to Terry Shivo's husband. Oh yeah. Remember this thing? Yeah. So Terry Shivo had. <laughs> brain had a brain issue that left her in like a vegetative state as far as anyone could tell yeah or as far as i i've read basically she was only with it enough it seemed like she was really really paralyzed more than anything yeah more than actually out of it out of it yeah because i remember like, do, i do remember seeing some fed, yeah cared for i remembered seeing some footage of her like interacting with her parents and there was like there was some degree of it recognition there. It seemed like she was there. still home. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like somebody that's gone That's gone. completely but catatonic. But she just needed yeah. cared for, fed yeah. and cared for, which her family, her parents, and her, her her siblings volunteered to do. Right. But her her husband had power of attorney, basically, and he was responsible for her care. Yeah. Well, she had gone into the hospital, and he had started a relationship after she had been in the hospital for a number of years he had started a relationship with another woman and they had two kids at the time that he tried to remove the feeding tube from her basically okay let's have her die already and yeah. just be done with this and it created a whole thing yeah supreme court got involved george w bush signed a terry's, terry's law, law or whatever and still ended up the family lost the court battle the family was like we will foot the bill we will take care of her we just want the opportunity to do that and he's like nope she's got to go like yeah he was basically her husband was the voice saying that he that she 
wanted to go. Yeah, she wouldn't have wanted a, to live then, like this or whatever. Then it became a right to die thing, but Terry had never expressed anything right. one way or the other. And was not able to. And was not able to. So it was a, a right to life versus a right to die. And I'm like, this isn't a clear right to die case right. either way. Like right. you have somebody speaking on behalf of somebody. And to me, it makes sense that if somebody is willing to privately take care of somebody, you can't, you shouldn't just let them die. Right. Like the court, and that's and that's the issue is, something is like that is she terrible. was not she was not dying. No, to be clear, like I I have had dying relatives who are like we're going to stop feeding them because their body is actively dying and this is just prolonging the inevitable and prolonging their suffering. Right. Like that is legitimate. This was not that. Yeah, not at all. And and so yeah, they remove it and she basically starves, starves to, to death, death on national TV. Yep. And that was over, like, she lasted a long time. It was like 15 days yeah, uh, without food time. or water. And, yeah. like, according to the testimony of the people in the room, like, it was excruciating. Yeah. Like, the whole thing was excruciating and, and yeah. awful. Um, but he, yeah, he married that, l the lady that he was living with um, and supposedly still married to her. And um, Yeah, I, I have... It's funny. Got I married about a year after she died. Yeah, I but it was a relationship that was already in process, and they right. already had children. I hadn't thought about that since it all resolved. You know, I didn't think about where yeah. anybody ended up or what ended up happening. And then, with that. anytime that anything was raised monetarily by the family for whatever, like for their cause, if they used her name, he would turn around and sue them to basically say, "You used her name to raise this money." Well, yeah, that's how people knew her. Right. And they were trying to champion her cause and make sure this didn't happen to anybody else. But then he sued him and got the money out of him. Yeah. For it's, it's a super bizarre situation for sure. It was insane. And it was one where, oddly, the media didn't pick a side. They just kind of reported on it, which was rare. I mean, I yeah. guess it wasn't as rare then as it is rare now. But they did. They just kind of talked about it. And you had your debates and your talking heads, but yeah, it just kind of was what it was. But yeah, it was weird. It was I always really kind of wondered what happened to him, but yeah, yeah, he's still around doing his thing, and yeah, he remains strange. married, I guess. So yeah, and again, maybe he was one hundred percent right. Maybe they'd had that conversation at some point, and she said to him, "Hey, if this well, ever happens to me, do this." Well, what's weird is there's still no explanation for the injury. That, that caused her to in their yeah. family home with only her and Michael there at the home. <sighs> yeah. And they show up and she's got a brain injury and can't say anything about yeah. it. She suffered a brain injury and the family still kind of points at that. Like Something nobody's ever asked this guy yeah. how that happened. It's a whole lot of weirdness. It's I just think, a whole pile of weirdness. I think if weirdness. anybody's wife suffers a brain injury while you're at home, somebody should be asking, asking some, some questions. questions. <laughs> it's just you guys. No doubt. Well, any any explanation to how this happened? Yeah. Oh, man. No, no, she's just like that. Well, to go from that n dark note to an even darker note, I will now conclude even with my last one. Note. Even darker note. And that is the 2017 Las Vegas shooting. Oh, Yeah. The single most deadly shooting in American history. Wow. Sixty some people died. I think over four hundred injured. Yeah, insane. And we know nothing about the man who perpetrated this. Can you find information on him? Yes. Do you know what his motive was? No. Did he have any political affiliations? No. Did he have any religious affiliations? No. Nobody actually. There was a knows. manifesto, but did we ever read it? No. 
Really? Not that I'm aware of. I haven't, we heard, never anything. Read the I haven't heard anything about that. Everything that I know about that was very, very, in similar fashion to Notre Dame, very much done in a, okay, let's just move on, so let's what's move crazy on situation. About that shooting, as opposed to a few other ones, he supposedly fired from three different locations in that from that hotel room, from yeah. the Mandalay Bay, firing into the crowd. They say there was three different positions from which he fired. And I've heard, I've seen video, amateur video evidence, hearing shots from multiple locations so, in sequence. So what's crazy about this? Also, in his room, there was multiple different guns and multiple different kinds of ammunition. If you were going to plan an attack, wouldn't you at least use all the same ammunition? Yeah. Like, isn't there a risk that if I'm slamming, you know, new magazines into new guns that I might get this one mixed up with that one or whatever? Was this guy so carefully planned that he had everything neat and tidy and, okay, then I go to this window and then I use this? Most people, you would think, would just fire from the same position at the entire time stack up your guns stack up your ammo right like some of that doesn't check out it doesn't make sense the other thing that we haven't seen is any security footage none from the entire building none inside the hallways yep and inside that and it's a las vegas hotel there are cameras everywhere a in casino. that town yeah there are cameras everywhere in that town. And let me tell you this. Everything you do let in a casino you is monitored and monitored live. Yeah. Let me tell you this. The other big thing that they pushed was that he used a bump stock for this. I call bull. I have heard the footage from that. I have heard the firing that is happening. That is not a bump stock. A bump stock is not that consistent. A bump stock does not help you be accurate. And yes, he was firing into a crowd. That man had access somehow, one way or the other, to fully automatic weapons right? and was firing them into the crowd. This was not a bump stock thing. This was not a thing. And again, it even says... Here's the other thing. Yeah, it even says right here, his motive is still officially undetermined. If what, you carry... What, what mass shooting ever have we not had weeks of profiles on the shooter, weeks of delving into their family, political and religious histories, weeks of, and here's their manifesto, and here... When have we not done? When have we not made a person famous and infamous from what happened? We all know Dylan Roof, right? You know, we all know those two kids that shot up Columbine. Like we know these names, we know these people. We don't know anything. I challenge any of you, without looking it up, to remember this man's name. Yeah, it, and it's one of the biggest and deadliest ones that happened. Yeah, and so I look at that and I'm like, again, I think. I think something went sideways that was not supposed to go sideways. Well, the conspiracy theory that I heard, and I'm just passing this along because it made sense at the time, mm. was that he is an FBI operative and or, or some sort of government operative, and they were setting up a sting operation to sell someone automatic weapons. And they were basically going to sell someone automatic weapons. He was going to do the sting. It would have been recorded, blah, blah, blah. But some terrorist group or somebody, somebody who had bad intentions, it was a sting that went sideways. The multiple people, whoever they were, fired into the crowd and left. But because it looked bad for the government agency that he was a part of, 
to have a, them supply the weapons, then it goes sideways and somebody was able to perpetrate this kind of thing using government property. Yeah, that it would have been covered up, and that's the explanation my, my, that makes sense. My tendency to, me. to believe that, my tendency to believe something to that degree, is not based on the whole well conspiracy theory. And so I'm delving into it. If you look into the whole no, fast studied, if you look into the whole Fast and Furious situation that happened under President Obama's administration, yeah, it described the very thing that they did. We're gonna sell guns to bad guys we're going to trace these guns and track down all these things we're going to make all these arrests except they lost track of the guns <laughs> yeah uh, the one thing that you want to do when you sell the guns to the bad guys in order to track them and then catch the bad guys would be to track the guns is yes. that what you're saying <laughs> yes tracking the guns that you know they the, literally there was somebody in a van somewhere that went hey why don't we know where these are oh crap we forgot to install the thing so oh, if well. you sell the guns to the bad guys and you forget to track them, what have you done? Yes, you I, have I do sold guns. Yeah, to I bad do not, guys. and they did end up being used in crime. Like they were later found and used yeah. in crimes, I used mean, in border patrol incidents, different things like that. However, I will say this: I am not of the mind and of the conspiracy theory that like, oh, the government perpetrated this thing on purpose. No, no, I don't no. think that's true at I all. I don't think our government is in the business of shooting its own people no. for sport. Generally speaking. Drone strikes is a different thing, but you know, no, those shooting, happen on foreign soil. Yeah, shooting on on American soil. Is I mean, sometimes thing. it still happens to Americans on foreign soil. Right, but right, you know. But anyway, I I think that something went wrong. There was an op that went wrong, and this was the the target of opportunity situation that somebody exploited. I do think it was that. Again, the, what, just the fact that we don't we've not talked about this guy. We don't. The, what, a year later, you didn't see like true crime profiles on this dude like we just we just didn't talk about him what's crazy about that though the conspiracy idea that makes me not believe it is that if a terrorist organization was responsible and it seems like you would have to have multiple actors to pull this off yeah they would brag about it no doubt so no doubt that's what kind of makes me like uh yeah I don't that's one of the reasons I don't buy right yeah and again I'm not saying angle. I'm not saying that that, been that, that theory is what it was I do believe it was multiple shooters again based on the audio evidence that I've heard when it when it happened and people like hey I was there and here's what we heard like it's it's not coming from one source for sure and not one type of gun and again it's fired in a quick enough sequence that no one person was not doing that it's just not possible um but again, that and, and, and to be clear, I think how little we have talked about this man is exactly what should happen anytime there's a mass shooting. I don't think we should know their name. I don't think we should make them famous in any way. I think we bury them and get rid of every trace of anything that will give them any measure of fame, any me because the next person coming well, along... Well, you treat it like a suicide. Exactly. I mean, the most effective way to deal... For instance, like I, we may have talked about this on the podcast before... But uh, there used to be a much more of an issue with people committing suicide in subways where they would jump yeah. in front of subway trains and then the newspaper would report there was somebody jumped in front of the subway train last night, blah, 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 this was so terrible. And the way they ended up stopping it or getting the numbers to go way, way down yeah. is to just stop, stop reporting mm -hmm. the number of people that are jumping in front of the trains. And once they stopped reporting on it, it 
went it went way way down i mean it, it i wouldn't say it was non-existent but that was one of the components right. is to just stop reporting the names and the and the yeah. dates and all of this and getting everybody involved right that because suicide spreads more of like a contagious disease yeah. than like anything else yeah so and the same thing i would say with like these mass shooters although the problem with mass shootings and the reason this hasn't been as successful is because you do have so many victims that need their stories told and yeah. validated and there is tremendous loss and there are people in mourning and lots of right. people and i think those are the people that you need to hear about those are the people you need to do profiles right. on right. i don't care about the shooter yeah like let them go and and let's talk about the things that we need to talk about with that right and uh you know that was i will say we sheldon and i have both seen that uh that movie uh run run uh hide, run, hide run hide fight uh that just came out and it was it was good i, I really liked it um you know, it is not a kid's movie. It is not a family-friendly movie in any way, either in its violence or in its its content. language content at all. Um, but it was really, really good. And there's a particular line in it that I loved so much. And they showed it in the preview, so this isn't even a spoiler warning. But there's a point where the girl who's basically defending her and trying to save her classmates during this whole thing is talking to the person who organized this, this mass shooting event and hostage situation. And she tells him... You know, the funny thing is, after all your work, after all your planning, the ironic thing is, they're not going to remember you. They're going to remember me. And I loved that because I love that idea of like, this is why you're doing it. This is what your motive is. And I'm stealing that from you. I'm not going to let that be the case. Because we have, we've done this weird, morbid glorification of people who have done these things. And I get it. We want to know why. I mean, there, you look no, at them and you're like, the there draw. has to be an answer. Like, there has to be. And, unfortunately it's never a satisfying one because it's it's no. it's somebody who's just severely broken and severely troubled and they just decide this is how i'm gonna how i'm gonna make my mark on the world and and it's it is it's a tragedy and it's just as much a tragedy for the one who's doing it as the one who who, who are the victims it really is yeah uh, because i consider them all victims of something one of the case studies where the guy didn't actually end up killing himself or dying is anders Breivik. yeah uh the guy that went to the island was it the netherlands where he went to the island and shot a whole bunch of people before they could ever get anybody over there like yeah. he he one of the biggest mass shootings in europe by a single person he had yeah. set up a, set up a couple bombs and things like I'd that i've forgotten about that yeah he is still alive because they don't have the death penalty right and so he got his time in court and he basically had a carefully written manifesto has not repented of it is pretty well convinced that he, what he was doing was what he wanted to be doing. Yeah. And it's rare that you get those guys that are still alive and you can talk to them. And this is a really broken, messed up dude. Yeah. Like it's, it's one of those things that I'm like, you don't know what drives somebody to do stuff like that, but there you have an example and you have a history and you can read it. And there's a book on it that i read that's horrifying and <laughs> and terrifying to like get into his mind and brain and how it all happened and they can piece together every component right of his life story and everything and it you're right it's not satisfying it gives you no answers right it you just get this appalling storyline of terrible evil and the guy doesn't repent he doesn't there's no redemption to it and yeah. it's like man you know, the one thing that I do hope that even even though they don't have the death penalty, that does open the door that says maybe at some point in his life, 
Mm. There's a possibility of a redemption yeah. story. That's the one thing if we ever did abolish the death penalty in the US, which I mean, whatever. That's <laughs> not tonight's debate. No. But there is a possibility then of redemption for right. people in that situation yeah, they, that have committed horrible atrocities. Yeah. And then it's whether or not uh the 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 population at large has the stomach for the rehabilitation of some of our worst yeah yeah perpetrators I, of I, evil. I think the only the only thing i can compare to that is is really probably timothy mcveigh is the only yeah. thing that i could say is, is comparable to that and what we've seen is he still alive no he he was executed oh years yeah and that's years right. ago that's right but yeah i mean he never he never recanted anything that he believed or said or felt about what he did and why he did it and he expressed regret that which kind of debunks a lot of the conspiracy theories that surround that one right too. yeah that's a whole that's a whole thing um, there you go but yeah that's my last one i'm i'm highly suspicious what happened to the to the vegas shooting and, and that whole thing because we stopped hearing about it way too fast and yeah. again if that were the norm i wouldn't i wouldn't have a problem with it but it's not yeah and yeah, it was it was a Sorry weird situation. Sorry for this really hopeful yes. and uplifting <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but at least you know where some people are now. Yes. Or things are at now that you didn't know before. Yes. But yeah, this that was, was our... This that was, was a, not satisfying in no, any way. It was a random venting of our spleen, so <laughs> to speak. All the stories were terrible. <laughs> yes, they were all terrible. <laughs> I just want you to know there is hope in the world yes. where we can, we can find hope, we can find joy, we can find life, and it's to be found in Jesus. Yes. So. <laughs> Yes, that is the moral of this story. is is legitimately that. Um, but I think I think another thing. I mean, just going. I, this is just from my nature. Is like, ask questions. Yeah. Like whatever it may be, whether it's whether it's a a, a politician you like or a politician you don't like, whether it's a a pastor who's who's teaching something that you believe or you question. Like, ask questions. Ask questions because it's not enough to just simply go through life accepting everybody's narrative because there are questions that need to be asked of things there are answers that may or may not be out there but there is a positive thing to asking questions there are there are truly no stupid questions only stupid people who get smarter by asking stupid questions right so again ignorance is nothing to be ashamed of because it's the most curable disease in the world <laughs> ask questions question narratives and you will be surprised the things you find there you go. Awesome. All right. We will come back to you next time with something a little more hopeful, joyful, and happy. But this was something we really wanted to do because we had all these things that have been sitting on us saying, what, whatever happened in these situations? So there they are. There you go. The Find end. us uh, <laughs> at the things we say. Uh, wait, no. Facebook.com slash the things we say podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, you can email us at the things we say at mail.com and on Instagram and Twitter at TTWS podcast. Yes, yes. All right, guys. We'll see you either next week or in a couple of weeks. It depends on what Sheldon and I feel like doing because <laughs> the rules are made up as we go along. That's just it. All right. We'll see you guys. Thanks for hanging with us. Bye. Thanks for joining the conversation today. The Things We Say is produced by Nate Ward. Technical direction is provided by Sheldon Stauffer. You can subscribe to The Things We Say on SoundCloud and iTunes. Don't forget to like us on Facebook at The Things We Say Podcast to keep the conversation going. This has been The Things We Say. See you next time.